bright suns and rising moons from 55 in Maine. On today's episode, we welcome back Chris Borquez as we have an in-depth discussion on Disneyland's newest land, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. We give an overview of the history of the Star Wars presence in the park and how the Imagineering team created a truly immersive experience. Chris and I also share our personal experiences visiting Galaxy's Edge, and Mark expresses his jealousy. So hop into the nearest speeder, and may the spires keep you at 55 in Maine, where all roads lead to Disney. Welcome, everybody, to uh, our next episode uh, of 55 in Maine. And uh, we're welcoming back... uh, Chris Borquez to the show. Uh, he's going to be here today to talk about Galaxy's Edge, which is uh, it's gonna, what our episode's going to be all about uh, today. Uh, so um, before we get into Galaxy's Edge, uh, we're going to... Oh, let's introduce ourselves first. Okay. I always forget to do this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, let's introduce uh, who, who's with us today so uh, as always i'm mark and i'm here to even though i haven't been to gox's edge yet i have a lot of questions for these guys about it i'm chris uh thanks for having me back cool uh so before we get into like everything galaxy's edge because we're going to try to do as much in-depth uh, as we can uh we're going to talk about the presence of star wars in disneyland before galaxy's edge uh, was created. So um, the first thing that I'm going to mention is Captain EO. Oh, so you call that Star Wars? so why why is that Star Wars related? I don't think it is. Okay, so <laughs> there was a little flying thing. So with the hut in it? No, but uh, this was ma- this was created in 1986. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, it is directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Who was buddies with George Lucas? Yes, right? yes, yes. Very famous director, Godfather, Apocalypse Now. He directed Captain EO. Mm-hmm. He directed Captain Get EO. Out. <laughs> is this was that at the height of his powers, or is it? Oh, kind this of like is on the downhill. Down, yeah, the downhill. Godfather was a while. Godfather ago. Part Three was not out yet, so this is after Apocalypse Now. Okay. Uh, wow. Apocalypse Now is '79, so this is after that. Yeah. So would it? Well, who would be the director today? That's an equivalent. Would it be like Christopher Nolan directing a Disneyland? thing or would he be too big of a uh, he'd probably be too big okay yeah, so yeah. Friends okay. Friends, he's on the decline yeah right. I, I mean i don't know he's he's amongst the greatest directors of all time just because of godfather one and two and apocalypse I now know. so yes. uh, who wrote the screenplay for captain eo george lucas george lucas oh. so so george lucas starts to have this uh relationship with disney kind of in the mid 80s um and i think it's interesting too because um you know in 84, Michael Eisner becomes CEO, and he was an executive at Paramount. So he brings this kind of uh, uh, movie studio you know, vibe to uh, Disney. And so I'm sure that has a, has a part to play in it. Uh, the visual effects of Captain EO are uh, by ILM as well, which is, wow. which is uh, uh, Lucas's company. So uh, the following year, in 1987, is the introduction of Star Tours. Um, so... That was open from 1987 to 2010. Star, Star Captain Tours. Captain EO or Star, Star Tours? Okay. Yeah, Star Tours. Wait, what, so was the story of Captain EO it is at not all part, related? It uh, is not part of Star Wars. Okay, I just wanted, just, to, okay, okay, uh, okay. I just wanted to set it up. I don't remember bit. the story. I know yeah. I've seen it. He's a space it, captain who uh, dances 
to victory. Yeah. Right? <laughs> played yeah, played by Michael Jackson. <laughs> uh, and the villain, do you guys remember who plays the villain? She was freaky. Do you know who, who plays her? Oh, oh, I know. It's uh, She's in Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And her name, it's not in Bancroft. Angelica Houston. That's it. Angelica oh. Houston. Yes, yeah. yes. So um, George Lucas has this relationship with Disney in the mid-80s and creates uh, Star Tours in 87, and that's open for... Uh, over 20 years. Uh, do you guys remember kind of Star Tours 1.0, kind of the story of it and kind of what you do? I do. So uh, you want to talk about that? Sure. Well, Star Tours was the very first IP that was introduced in the park that was not Disney related. So that was like the very first time they brought a non-Disney thing in the park. So it starts off with your robot pilot named Rex. And it's his first time. So it's his first time flying. Yeah. And you've been on it thousands of times he still says it's my first day and so um that kind of was not no it's, yeah, it's then i don't captain. remember it was this thing named rex he said it's his first day void you know who his voice is i do who's the voice of rex it's, uh, peewee herman peewee herman's the voice paul yeah. rubens right yeah. out of yeah. here yeah. so they got uh, michael jackson and peewee herman we won't talk about their personal lives but uh <laughs> um the ride starts off with uh you going to uh, just so Star Tours is all about seeing different parts of the world. So like it takes place after Return of the Jedi, and so they want to like tell everyone. Does like, it really though? Is it really? Does it really take about place? This. Okay. Yes. Okay. So it's after. I thought it was just random. It's after Return of the Jedi, and like the galaxy's safe again. So we need to like you know the the Empire's gone. People can travel again. So you so can't take tours. But there's so, a Death Star on it though. I know that part didn't make sense. Yeah. Either. But. Uh, <laughs> This is I I read like this is like the official press release. So you're okay. you're yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so you're traveling along, and then um, you go to the same places every time. So yes. you go to a like ice. There's like a ice shower, like a meteor shower, but made of ice, and so you kind of like travel your way through an asteroid mm-hmm. thing. That was always my favorite part. Yeah, that was really awesome. And then you get pulled into a. Uh, you get pulled into like a force beam, like your ship, and the next thing you know, you're like TIE fighters, dogfight, and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, you're doing that. Yeah. You do the trench run on yeah. the, of the Death Star. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you don't you don't remember this at all? I'm not well, and you that at all. and you've mentioned before in our previous episode that you don't maybe remember going as a kid. So. No, what year did it transition? Uh, so it that version closed in 2010. Okay, huh. And it was closed for like a year? A year, yes. Yeah. So, okay. so that leads into basically Star Tours 2.0, which is officially called Star Tours The Adventures Continue. Uh, and that was open in 2011. One more thing is the first one was not 3D. It Since then, it's, wow. you wear those cool 3D glasses. I must have been you know? on it, but have only have experienced yeah. new 2.0 so many times. But now it was it's not, taken over. not 3D back in the day. Oh, wow. Yeah, so what do you think about the 3D conversion, uh, the addition of... Uh, prequel, the prequel era uh, characters. Uh, C-3PO is now your pilot. Uh, and so what do you think about this transition from kind of this older version to uh, the one that is, is there today? I love it. Like I said, anytime they can do something new in the parks, I'm going to be a fan of it. Um, getting rid of stuff would make me sad, like Mr. Toad we talked about. But if you can take something already there and just plus it up, all for it. What are some of your favorite places to go to? Like, you know how like you get three, I think, per ride. Like, like what are some of your What are something. some of your favorite ones? Uh, so, um, the last time I went on, I 
never had never ever seen Boba Fett before. He's in there. I haven't seen that either. Yeah, I don't. So this is the thing you were talking about uh, the inclusion of prequels. Yeah, I haven't seen any prequel scenes in years, and I do remember when it first opened, we were going underwater with Jar Jar Binks yeah. like every single time. And pod racing. Yeah. yeah, and we haven't done that in years. So I really think they just with the new tech they can just throw in new stories really easily and they keep it fresh so ah yeah i don't know i i didn't particularly like going underwater with jar jar that wasn't <laughs> one of my favorites for sure pod racing was fun yeah yeah, yeah. uh yeah i don't know going to kashik is, fu- Kashyyyk, is fun. I was, that's yeah. what i was gonna say that's yeah. one of my favorites it's just always fun uh-huh. to see all the wookies well and around. then the wookie like uh lands on your on your windshield he does and, yeah. yeah like a bug <laughs> yeah and, and it's like paw like streaks yeah. down yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's awesome. right there's, yeah, it's just a really fun ride. I don't know. Yeah, I like going to Naboo, especially because the way it ends. Because uh, uh, you crash land in like this water, and like one of the starfighters' noses like is like three D right, right in your right face. In your I face. love that. It like breaks through the glass yeah. a little bit. That's right. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So I have, that hasn't shown up. That that storyline hasn't popped up in a long time for me. And and uh, they also have different characters that you can encounter. Like uh, sometimes Darth Vader stops you, sometimes stormtroopers stop you. I think they added Kylo Ren at one point cool. where he stops you. Yeah, I love getting like force like thrown around yeah, by Vader. So I feel fun. like it's always Vader for me, but maybe you might be right. They they probably have upgraded it to yeah. where Kylo Ren's there. And uh, uh, wh- whoever. Um, uh, one of the cool things that they did change was now there's a, a little story element where there's a spy yes. on board. I've never been the spy. Mark's been once. You right? were the spy? You lucky dog. <laughs> I've never been either. <laughs> do you know the trick no. to do it? What's the trick? So you need to look like you are, like if you're like happy and smiling, no. So you got to be like, <laughs> they got to get a good shot of you. So if you're turning to your friends, you won't get on. You have to just look straight ahead. Don't be like bored, but look kind of like norm, like a mugshot ish, <laughs> and then they'll put you on it. At what point though? At what point in the line? Uh, so it's when you're sitting down putting seatbelts. It was on. right when you're buckling up. Yeah. What? So in that moment, just kind of be looking straight ahead, so they can get a clear shot of you, and don't be like making any weird faces or anything. And then you got a good oh, shot of being. Oh, I'm too happy. <laughs> I'm always too happy to be buckling up. And See, I'm always yeah. wearing a hat, so I'm wondering if yeah, my hat gets no in hats, the way. Yeah. Maybe. Nats, you can't get the good facial shot. Maybe. All right, I'm trying this next time. <laughs> now, have you seen any of the inclusions of sequel era stuff? So when Force Awakens came out, they added in a Jakku sequence uh-huh, when you're uh-huh. flying the when uh, Ray and Finn are flying the Falcon through the Star Destroyer. Yeah. Um, uh, they added in uh, crate for the last the Jedi. Salt level, the right? salt with the red. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I've seen yeah, both of those. Yeah. Did you like those? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Now that you bring it bring it up to answer Mark's question from earlier, that the being on Jakku that would probably be my favorite one. Yeah, that one's cool. And then like Finn shows up on the screen. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. They do end in Galaxy's Edge now, don't they? Yeah. So okay. The last time I went on it, it was weird. It didn't. But then I've heard people, other people say, oh, it did because you Mm -hmm. you went and it landed on Batu, right? Yeah. It did. You're right. So it's I think cr- they said like that's sneak those new new things in. That's like the story element of now you've gone on Star Tours and we landed on Galaxy's Edge. Now uh, go explore Galaxy's yes. Edge on your own. Totally you know, so kind of like gets into it. Yeah. 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 So um, that was the major attraction uh, in Disneyland before Galaxy's Edge came. But they did have some other um, Star to- uh, Star Wars things in the parks. Um, the Jedi Training Academy. 
which ran from 2007 to 2015, uh, where kids could uh, don a Jedi robe and fight some bad guys. So My daughter did it once. Your daughter did it. Yes. So tell us, did, bit of, yeah, tell us a little bit about your daughter. And your, your kids did it as well? Mm-hmm. All right. Hey. So we'll get your, your thoughts. Well, so um, like we mentioned on the last episode, we have all been annual pass holders at one time. And you don't have to try to do all the attractions. You have the, like ability to go seek out these other experiences yep and so um my wife was reading some blog i think it was like disney moms or something and they recommended this is this is your day this this is the a great day at disneyland and it was get there right at 8 a.m before they open up be the, be there at 7 30 waiting in line so you can go in right away number one go on star tours number two sign up for Jedi Academy right then mm-hmm. and there so you can get an early morning time because they'll run out. It's kind of like a fast pass for cars. They'll yeah. just run out. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so we did. We did it. And it, it, it's delightful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Uh, I have a story. One time uh, my nephew went, and this was when they first did it, and it was before you signed up. So it was just like give the yeah, audience. You, the kids raised their hands. And they're and like, people you, pick, and yeah. you and you and oh, you. And there's wow. like one thing left, and my nephew's raising his hand, and he said like, you – and my nephew was like, me? He's like, no, no, the kid behind you. <laughs> and so my brother said, like, he was devastated for like an hour or oh, more. So just sad. so sad. Now you sign up, which is awesome. And so when we go, uh, they also give you a pin. So you have the experience of b- defeating Kylo Ren, defeating Darth Vader, and at the end you get a cool little pin. And so we got a bunch of those pins in our house. We still, so my daughter... Uh, wanted a Star Wars themed birthday party when she turned six. Awesome. And yeah, and so her grandma made her a Princess Leia dress. That's gonna be a proud dad moment. It was. Right there. I mean, it's. I did see. I. I think I'm playing my cards right. I don't push <laughs> anything. I don't like force it on them. I just kind of expose them to all this stuff, <laughs> and what and they just happen to gravitate to some things, and it makes me happy. I, I'm not gonna say I wasn't wasn't ecstatic when she said that (laughs) but we bought all these little fake lightsabers from walmart and every kid that was their little goodie bag was everybody got this little fake lightsaber (laughs) and we still have tons of them left over around the house and to this day i'm not even kidding just yesterday we were we were reenacting moves from jedi academy we (laughs) were doing Mm -hmm. we were doing the overhand block overhand stride we were like they were did like a like a foot like a leg sweep and you jump over the blade move we still do the choreographed (laughs) dance do you remember who your daughter fought she fought darth vader okay uh we fought both of them because they're they're i my daughter did it once. My daughter and son did it together one time, and they fought different characters. So I've done both Vader and Kylo Ren. Did, uh, did you? Was Darth Maul there? Because I've seen no, Darth Maul. No, that yeah. would have been cool. With the double, with the double side. That might have scared the that crap out of the kids. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been rad. No, no, I wish. See, that's the funny. The funniest thing is my kids have never seen a Star Wars movie, mm. but they are all into this stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. Never seen the movies, but know all the characters, and <laughs> it, it's just wild. I, I'm real sad that it's not there anymore because my son wasn't old enough to do it. So now, yeah. Now he'll never get to do Jedi I know. Academy. I know. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, that was the Jedi Training Academy, uh, which unfortunately closed uh, at Disneyland. It's still open at Disney World. Um, but in 2015, uh, leading up to The Force Awakens, Disney started what they called the Season of the Force. 
uh, and this was a big kind of essentially a marketing campaign. Is, this a sh- is it a show? No, it was. This was just like what they were calling all their new Star Wars stuff. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, they um, created. Well, didn't create, but they uh, added hyperspace mountain. They changed space mountain to hyperspace mountain. Um, they changed interventions to Star Wars Launch Bay, where now you can meet uh, Darth Vader and take pictures and, and meet Chewbacca. And I know I've I've met uh, Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boba Fett's usually in there walking around as well. Uh, it's almost there's there's that aspect to it. There's like a museum aspect to it where you can look at costumes and and there's merchandise. So um, any of those things stick out to you, like the Launch Bay or uh, Hyperspace Mountain? Launch Bay was awesome because, like, the wait times weren't too bad to meet the characters. I think Kylo Ren was maybe, like, five minutes. Chewbacca was, like, ten minutes. But we've had the whole range of emotions. We've had good, like, we met Ray. Have you met Ray before? No. I met She's... Ray in Galaxy's Edge. Oh, okay. Mm. I bet she was awesome. We met her in the Launch Bay, and she was so cool and, like, super... Like inspiring, I was like, I wanted my daughter to like meet her and see like this is like good role model for you. I was like, this is awesome. She was so cool. And then Chewbacca was like, have you met Chewbacca? My kids cried. He freaked oh, them out. He's scary. I like he's not scary, but he's huge. He's so, yeah. but he's so friendly. I know. Like but big they, hugs. They still cried. You you love me, Chewbacca. It's kind of like yeah, a Santa so, Claus situation. <laughs> Santa like, Claus, it, yeah. It's like oh, I love you, but ah. Yeah. So I've got a. I guess a funny story about meeting Chewbacca. Yeah. So uh, my wife and I went um, to Disneyland like like the week after Force Awakens came out. Mm-hmm. So Force Awakens came out like December 14th of 2015, something like that. And we went December 21st or something like that, you know, uh, really, really close to, to the opening of Force Awakens. And spoiler alert for Force Awakens, <laughs> but Han Solo <laughs> dies. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, which obviously Chewbacca is his <laughs> best friend and sidekick yes. and everything. Uh, and so I'm a huge Indiana Jones fan. And basically every time I go to Disneyland, I wear my Indiana Jones fedora. Well, Indiana Jones and Han Solo are played by the same actor, <laughs> Harrison Ford. So uh, the moment we go into Launch Bay, and you have to wait in a little line, like yeah. I said, like five, ten minute yeah. wait to meet the character. Um, and so we, we wait in line for Chewbacca. And the moment I step in, because like they have their own little room. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the moment I step in, uh, again, it's one of those like Disney magical moments, right? This uh, the, whoever whoever is in that Chewbacca suit was on point. The moment I stepped into the room, he turned away and put his hand on the wall and like put his head down and you know was simulating sadness and crying because he had seen my hat. I just got goosebumps. <laughs> and and so I had to go console Chewbacca <laughs> because his best friend, who I was wearing a, a, essentially the hat of his best friend, uh, had just died. So uh, that was uh, a great, great this moment This is why they're me. called cast members. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, I, I've met Ky- Kylo Ren was way more, I think, intense and intimidating than Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. He was scary, mm-hmm. man. Uh, again, the great acting going on by whoever's in that uh, in that mask and in that costume. So, yeah, I, I really enjoy the launch bay a lot. It's it was something. One of the great things, and we haven't talked about this. I hope I want to do an episode on meeting characters. And yeah, that's one sure. thing. But because um, that's one of the things Disneyland is known for, and this they do a great job of 
meeting these Star Wars characters. Um, so what about Hyperspace Mountain? Do you guys like that? Like it more, like it less than regular Space Mountain? Um, I've been on it. I have done Hyperspace Mountain. I would say it's a good enhancement to, mm-hmm. to Space Mountain. Why not just leave it that way forever? I don't really see a need to turn it off. Interesting. <laughs> just leave it on. It's good. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's fine. Like It's the same ride. It's just yeah. now you have TIE fighters flying around <laughs> and stuff. It's cool. Like if you told someone like... Hum the theme song to Space Mountain. Like, no one can do that. So it's not like an iconic soundtrack. But I remember going on the ride and then hearing the Star Wars music, and I just got fired <laughs> up. Because, like, you're in, a do- you're in a TIE fighter fighting, like, you're fighting TIE fighters, and you see them go across the sky. You see Millennium Falcon go across the sky. I think I remember hearing, um, who's the guy who says it's a trap? Admiral Akbar. When he mm-hmm. said it's a trap, I was like screaming in joy because I was like, he's talking to me. I'm in the ride. So I thought it was an A plus thing. In fact, it's so awesome. I'd I'd wish I'd risk motion sickness just to go just, on that ride. But it's not there anymore, right? So it, it, it went away. It went away for a while. Oh. Uh, they brought it back for a while. It went away for a while. Just and keep it. currently, as we record today, it is hyperspace. It mountain. was yes. just last month. It yeah. was hyperspace. If mountain. I was there, even though it'd make me sick, I would do it anyways just to do the Star Wars Space Mountain. Yeah, they should either leave it on or make it very clear when it will be on. Kind of like make it oh. like a season, like yeah. a Star Wars season. Kind of like a haunted mansion becomes Nightmare Before Christmas yes. at some point. I think they brought it back to kind of lead up or coincide with Galaxy's Edge opening. Okay. Uh, but I don't know if when Makes it's... perfect sense. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to leave again or not. So let's get to Galaxy's Edge. Okay. okay. Um, before we talk about it, what is each of your level of Star Wars fandom? Like, are you super high? Because I would... I would first. guess I would guess I'm probably the biggest Star Wars fan amongst the three of us. Um, I'd say you're correct in that assumption. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got you know tons Just of toys and the merchandise. Here, yes. And, yeah. Uh, figurines and all the, all that sort of thing. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, so I'm probably the biggest fan here. But uh, what level? Let's start with you, Mark. Okay. What's kind of your level of fandom for Star Wars? I would say mild. In fact, if I had a choice between Harry Potter and Star Wars, I'd go Harry Potter. Okay. I don't dislike Star Wars, and whenever I watch the movies, I'm super into them, and I probably spend a whole day, day and a half, like, after the movie, talking to people about it, saying, like, what does this mean? What's this going to happen? But then it kind of fades away, and I don't think about it very much often. So... I do really appreciate Star Wars, but I would say I'm nowhere near like a super fan of it. And if they didn't have it, and if all Star Wars was in the parks was Star Tours, I'd be okay with that. But that's just me. Wow. Your opinion yeah. might change once you see <laughs> Once I get there, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> but like we've talked about how like I don't like Cars movies, but Cars Land is the best land. Amazing. And yeah. so I imagine if I... I like Star Wars, and being in the land would be just like mind blowing. Yeah. I'd be surprised if your mind was not blown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, my love for Star Wars is like a roller coaster ride. When I was young, loved it so much so, like to the point where I knew everything about everything as a young kid. And when I was in high school, uh, and the prequels were coming out me and my friends we were old enough to drive ourselves at that point but we took my little brother with me who was not he shouldn't have been out but we slept (laughs) at the movie theater in 
my mom's van and we were dressed up and we were watched the midnight showing of if it was, it might have been the first morning I don't know if they did midnight showings back then but regardless we slept at the movie theater and skipped school to go see a Phantom Menace <laughs> and it was a, that is a cherished memory <laughs> and at that point uh, graduate graduate from high school getting older thinking about oh I lo- like I loved Star Wars so much I wanted to get the Rebel Alliance tattooed on my the symbol for the Rebel <gasps> Alliance tattooed on my body that was going to be one of my first tattoos I'm glad I didn't <laughs> because after all the rest of the prequels came out my love definitely waned so you didn't get a Jar Jar Binks tattoo did on not your- <laughs> no did not and so like we took the roller coaster ride took a dip after those prequels yeah and uh, even now like it's it's the hype is way back up. Like I've really, really enjoyed um, the Force Awakens and um, the new, all the newer stuff. I, honestly, Rogue One is probably my favorite new thing. Mine as well. It, it's just a one and done, perfect story. I love it. Uh, but something happened with Star, like Star Wars. I really, getting older, more analytical. I realized their storyline is exactly the same story again. But I'm okay with it. I'm enjoying it, like Mark said. And yeah. and then I'm thinking, why? Where are they going from here? Why isn't this planned out better? How did how did this happen? Why why is Avengers so smart, so much smarter than Star Wars? <laughs> yeah. What what's going on here? How did how did they let this happen? But I still love it, and we'll go watch every movie as soon as it comes out. Got it. Uh, so uh, let's talk Galaxy's Edge. Uh, so, uh, Disney bought Lucasfilm in 2012 for like $4.4 billion, something like that. Um, and the construction of, of Galaxy's Edge wasn't called Galaxy's Edge yet, but uh, it was announced in 2015. They started construction in 2016 wow. um, and finally opened May 31st, 2019. Were you guys hyped up when they announced this? Like, were you anticipating it? Um, was it something you were looking forward to or was it just like, oh yeah, I'll go see that? Uh, I kind of have mixed feelings. So, uh, do you know who Tony Baxter is, Chris? This will determine your Disney fandom. Do you know who Tony Baxter is? (laughs) He's like a legend who in the 80s was the head Imagineer for Star Tours and Splash Mountain and stuff. (laughs) You know the name of the head Imagineer from the 80s? That's right. Anyways, he, he, he was super sad about Star Wars Land because... Disneyland is so landlocked, they can't really expand much, but they always knew like that whole area behind Toontown that we can do something there. And so he was thinking like Disney should do an original land, like not an IP land. Hmm. And so the fact that now they kind of like put all their chips in, like we have one last chip to play, we're doing it with Star Wars, kind of bums me out a little bit because they already have kind of a good Star Wars presence and I'm not like the hugest Star Wars fan. And so I think it'd be cool to see like what else they could have done in that space because now there's literally no, nowhere else to go. I feel like they're, they are IP land. The whole, all of Disneyland, they've, they've just been purchasing so much. You're right. They're yeah. Marvel. They're yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. They're Disney. They're, they're everything. Yeah. Like a Pixar, I guess they bought yeah, Pixar, Pixar. So that yeah. also counts so, as a purchase. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I could feel that. But were I you was, fired up, though, when Star Wars Land was announced? No, I was indifferent okay. as well. I was like, okay. oh, that's going to be cool. Yeah. And then uh, when you when they were working on it and closed everything down, it made it miserable. It really made, that uh-huh. made it miserable <laughs> to be at Disneyland because it was so crowded. 
and having you couldn't just do a loop anymore. It, yeah, well, and then the railroad they yeah. they closed for a long mm-hmm. time to Everything. reroute it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so. I, w- I knew it was going to be cool, but I wasn't super pumped, and I knew I didn't. I honestly thought, once this thing opens, it's going to get even worse. I was like, when this opens, it's going to get worse. We're not going to be able to ride that Millennium Falcon for like four hours, because <laughs> Indiana Jones, when I went on it as a kid, took two or three hours. Uh, it, I thought, oh, it's going to be a miserable experience. I don't, I, don't, I don't need to do that right away. I can wait three years until it dies down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you didn't. I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, opened May 31st, and it had a soft opening for about a month. uh, And that's when I went. I went in June, uh, where you were only, you were restricted to four hours in the land. Whole land. Whole land for four hours. Uh, You had to have a wristband, um, and you could only enter through a, a certain area and that sort of thing. Um, uh, so soft open, then uh, I believe June 24th is when it just kind of opened to the entire public. Um, so one thing that makes this land really interesting uh, is that it's actually part of Star Wars canon. It's part of the Star Wars story. Okay, uh, There are several books that feature uh, Galaxy's Edge and, and Batu itself. There's a book called Black Spire and... Uh, Crash of Fate. Uh, there's a comic book miniseries about Galaxy's Edge mm. called, I believe it's called Galaxy's Edge. Um, the planet Batu shows up in Thrawn Alliances. Padme, Anakin, uh, they visit Batu. Um, I believe it's in mentioned. The uh, so uh, so it's during the Clone Wars. Okay. Yes, uh, Anakin goes on this mission. Uh, well, actually, Padme goes on a mission uh, to Batu, and then she gets captured, and Anakin has to go save her um but she actually orders a drink from oga's cantina uh uh, so so that's really cool um i I believe it's mentioned in solo i think woody harrelson's character talks about i think i'm pretty sure um it's uh, apparently set between last jedi and rise of skywalker and they've mentioned that like oh uh after episode nine comes out we can change things up a little bit uh, the cast members are characters, right? They, they, they're not really employees, really. They're actual characters within the land. Do they have wacky names, or does they still say, like, Jeff from <laughs> Richfield? Or is it, like, I don't know, some rack, wacky Star That's Wars just, name I don't from Batu or Tatooine? Okay. I didn't notice name tags. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and and uh, the other part is it's, it's completely interactive if you have the Disney Play app. Mm. Uh, and so uh, what do you guys think about this being part of Star Wars canon. Because I know, like, my dad went with me, and he was kind of unimpressed by Galaxy's Edge. Like, uh, when I said, hey, Dad, we're going to go to the cantina, he thought we would go to the one in the movie, right? (laughs) And because it's set in where it is, uh, you cannot have Darth Vader anywhere in the land you cannot have luke skywalker anywhere in the land you cannot have han solo anywhere in the land um so you can't have that is strange so uh, like if you told someone oh we're gonna make a star wars land like you might you know think oh maybe we could visit the jedi temple yeah uh, maybe we could go to dagobah and see where yoda lived yeah but they built this to be a new planet and part of canon so 
are there what are the strengths maybe of that the weaknesses maybe if you see that or what do you think in just that decision i think it's a bad decision in my opinion because uh 90 of the people aren't gonna get it or care and would rather just see darth vader rolling around and the concept i think that really sold people was like you are a character and People are gonna know if you're on the bad side or the good side, and you're gonna walk around and have interactions with people, and they're gonna remember. And I don't know if that's actually like either gonna work or gonna be as cool as they thought it was gonna be. And so I think they spent almost too much time and resources on that when they should have spent time and resource making a ride that my five-year-old can enjoy there, you know? Yeah. Or like putting something that's like a big draw, because like, We'll probably talk more about this, but if you're not a big Star Wars fan, it just kind of seems like you're walking around this dirty, dingy <laughs> place. Whereas, like, Cars Land is like, I don't care who you are. Like, there's car talking cars in a really cool <laughs> mountain range. Like, this is rad. But, like, so I, I fear they, they went too far into the story element when not many people are going to care. Okay. What about you, Chris? I had never heard of the planet. Like, and I loved Star Wars as a kid. And... Well, it's so, a pretty new planet. Yeah, it's only it's been, fun to yeah. hear. It's I, I kind of want to go back and watch some some of these movies now and look for the little tidbits yeah. of information, little hints about Batu. I still don't even know the name. Yeah, fully. yeah right. <laughs> like it is weird that they chose that. And I would. I'm like. I feel your dad's right. I want to be in the cantina, uh -huh. not a cantina. Mm -hmm. I want to hear. Dun, 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 see the little green guy. Right? I want to see yeah. the band. But that being said. It doesn't matter. Like it's it doesn't matter. I don't know what what tell tell us about your experience on that uh, the little soft launch opening. Yeah, I've I'll probably save this a little bit for the end, but um, I think this element, the storytelling aspect of it, works incredibly well if you are a hardcore Star Wars <laughs> fan. If you have read the books, if you're keeping track of the comics, and I I don't read the comics, but I kind of know what's happening in yeah. the comics. Yeah. Um, so if you're, if you're all in, you know, like a, a, just a giant Star Wars fan, this is like heaven. Um, and, and knowing that you can kind of play a part in it, like with the app and everything. Uh, but if you're just there with your family, you don't have time to get your phone out every second and scan <laughs> yeah. things and Gotta save that battery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I I like that it's part of canon, but I totally I do get the argument that there are certain there's certain iconography in Star Wars that I think even if you're not a hardcore Star Wars fan, if you're even a casual, even maybe someone like you, Mark, like there's certain iconography that like I see that you see that and you're like, oh my god, that's that is Star Wars, or maybe even gives you like nostalgic kind of memories or chills or goosebumps, right? If you see, you know, man, if, if, if you saw the, the uh, place where Luke lived and you got to stand up on the ridge where he's looking out <laughs> yes. to the sunsets, oh, like they yes. could somehow magically put like two suns out there. Yes. Oh. Like, yes, yes, yes. I, I think even if you're not a, a, a hardcore fan, those type of things would get you um, where I don't think, this quite does that for just a casual fan. I so. beg to differ. I beg well, to differ. Well, <laughs> well, well tell me. I, would, yeah. I say the story, so the canon aspect of it or the story element, 
You, it's not gonna. The casual person's not gonna appreciate it because they don't know about it. Yeah. But I do believe that there is one major set piece that it doesn't matter who you are when you walk up to it, you're gonna be affected by it. Which is that? I think I know, but. The Millennium Falcon. Yes. Yeah, okay. I'm excited. Everyone to see that. knows. I'm excited for the that. Millennium Falcon. My four-year-old son, who's never watched a movie, knows what the Millennium Falcon is. So that doesn't matter. Like the rest of the the planet and the fake cantina. It's not a fake cantina. It's, it doesn't. It's a cantina. It's not the one, but it's a cantina. It doesn't matter that it's not the cantina. It works. Once you're once you're there, the Millennium Falcon will affect you. If it doesn't. You don't have a soul. <laughs> but would it be better? Are people going to be like, well, where's Han Solo? Like, this is his ship. Where is he? Are people going to be bothered by the fact that he died in episode six and he can't They either know and... Here? I think they either know and don't care or they just don't know and don't know anyways. And they're just there and like, oh, look at that cool spaceship. Like, gotcha. It's gotcha. just... It is a dirty land, but it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll geek out hardcore when I get there, but like, yeah. Just a real, real quick correction, okay. Mark. You said episode six. Han Solo dies in episode seven. Oh, <laughs> see, wow. see, I don't, I don't deserve. <laughs> see, it doesn't even matter. They're not, they're not gonna let me go in the park anymore. <laughs> uh, so, the, uh, talking about the Falcon, and Mark and I have kind of talked about this before, but Disneyland is is known for landmarks, right? Where you mm-hmm. walk in and you can just. You see the castle, mm-hmm. right? You see uh, the Matterhorn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark's. One of Mark's favorite is, is the Haunted Mansion. You yes. see that, and it's just amazing. Um, you just you mentioned Cars, the, mm-hmm. the Ridge, uh, in California yes. Adventure, right? Um, so at, at Galaxy's Edge, you've got the Falcon kind of right in the middle of the land. You've got the actual Black Spires, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you've got the TIE Fighter on one side, and you've got the big life-size X-Wing on the other side. Um, what do you think, Chris, when you, when you saw... You, just, you mentioned what you felt when you saw the Falcon, but... Uh, did the spires impress you? Did, did some of that stand out as like classic Disneyland? Those didn't stand out at all. I mean, no, you know, they were there, but it didn't like, it didn't, maybe that's the story element that I didn't even know. It didn't, it was just cool looking. I just, I can appreciate all of the work that these Imagineers put into planning this location. Just waiting in line to ride the Millennium Falcon, looking at a wall. And seeing that it looks old and scarred and dirty, someone had to plan exactly how that looked. I, I have this level of appreciation for it. That that's that's the Disney level of care. It's just that's even though it is a dirty land, it's it's awesome. It's awesome. So even if the black spires didn't like they don't affect me the way they might affect someone else, the whole place is really impressive. Cool. So let's let's talk about it. The let's let's get into the shopping the shops that are there. Uh, there's a bunch of them, uh, but I'll mention the three kind of big ones. Okay, There's Savi's Workshop, which is where you can do the lightsaber mm-hmm. experience. There's uh, the Droid Depot, uh, which is where you can build your own personal droid uh, and add a personality chip. For, did you do that? I did not. I didn't do it either. <laughs> so I that's like a lot of money to yeah. do all these things. <laughs> uh, and then uh, there's Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities, which is, uh, there's a really cool animatronic in that uh, where you can, uh, he's the owner of the shop mm. and you can kind of barter uh, with him a little bit. Um, but they have, th- that's another very expensive uh, shop where they have holocrons that you can buy and uh, different things. 
there's other kind of more um, more common stores where you can buy apparel and, and toys and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, but those are the three uh, big ones. Did did uh, any of those stand out to you? Did you do any shopping while you were there? I, we browsed, but I knew... I, I mean, I'd love to have an amazing $300 lightsaber, <laughs> but I couldn't just couldn't do that because then I'd have to buy two more for my kids. Yeah. <laughs> it would turn into quite the uh, extravaganza. So, no, we browsed. Again, everything top-notch. Uh, everything just looks... It's it's real. You're in a real place. You're in a real... It's not fake. You're, yeah. in, you're in the world. You're in the universe of Star Wars, and it feels like it could really exist. Yeah. The, the thing that got me about the shopping was uh, each droid has, like, an individual box that it comes in, and uh, the lightsaber has this really cool like pouch like this over the shoulder pouch that you can sling across you and carry with you uh and every time i saw somebody with those i was so jealous (laughs) me too and (laughs) just like and and realizing how much money they were carrying on their back or carrying in their hand uh but man was i jealous so uh so i i would love to go back and and do those experiences because the, the the lightsaber is not you're not just buying the lightsaber you're buying the experience as well i don't know if you guys have seen any of the videos on youtube or anything but ma- again going back to this idea of cast members i mean they play this thing up where like this is a secret shop and uh you know jedi are supposed to be you know kind of dead you know and right. and you get your own kyber crystal and everything and uh so again just the whole like you're saying the planning of it is just so cool well of question for you would you be willing to wait and because the lines for that I hear are the longest like yeah like the, hours wait for the lightsaber you have to like register you have to like sign up oh okay yeah okay. so that is a long wait I'm not sure if there's an actual physical line I don't know but would you go through all the hoops to get a reservation and whatnot and do the experience but understand at the end say like listen I'm not gonna buy this but like still go through the show choose no, your crystal I, I would no buy it. you have to okay you so, have to so it, the the pull wouldn't be strong enough to be like I can't afford two hundred bucks but I really want to do this experience so like the experience to you would be useless if you can't walk away with the lightsaber at the end or would you still want to do the experience I don't in my mind you can't separate the two I, can't I think separate the two. I think okay you I think getting That's the lightsaber yeah getting the lightsaber <laughs> is part of the experience so got even it, if I had to pay two hundred bucks I. So if someone said, hey, do you want to just do the show right now, but you don't get the lightsaber, you'd say, no, I'm good. Oh, I would, no, I would do that. Okay. But, but I would for sure, like, it's not, to me, like, it's not too expensive. I mean, it is too expensive, but yeah. I would, I would do it. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah, you just know this yeah. is going to happen at some point. Yeah. <laughs> so if me, you're going together and I rope you into it, you're going to pay for it. Yes. <laughs> I got to do it. I'm going to make you do it. Even though we don't want to pay for it, I'm going to make you do it. I'm going to say, no, I don't want to buy it. You're going to buy it. <laughs> And then they're going to tell you, no, yeah. sir, yeah. you must buy this. Uh, That's right. You built Show it. me your wristband. <laughs> no, I don't want to. Okay. You built it. You yeah. bought it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the dining aspect of Galaxy's Edge. Um, there's Docking Bay 7, which uh, I think I went into, but I didn't really. I didn't. I did not eat while I was there. Oh, so. did not eat. I drank. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which, which we'll talk about. Um, there's Ronto Roasters, uh, which I did go in because there's a really cool feature to that. Um, they have where they cook their meat. 
right? Again, all part of the Star Wars story. Uh, is an old pod racer engine, oh, and they yeah, they throw their it. meat onto the pod That's racer rad. engine and cook it. So I had to see that. That was cool. What do you think? Of I that? saw it. it. Just looks cool. It feels just being around there. Again, yeah, it feels cool. It's dirty and stuff, but it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> they have a, a milk stand where you can get blue milk or green milk, uh, which I didn't have. I wanted to get one, but we were kind of on the move, so. Um, but apparently they're like smoothies. Mm, yeah, it's uh, worth a try. Did you? Did you I have, did have blue milk. Yeah. So I didn't get any food, but I had blue milk and went back to the cantina. Did was it a choice between blue or green for you? Did you have to get blue milk or? There was a choice. You could choose. no, but I mean for you personally. Well, personally, no, like I don't really know the dif- I didn't know the difference. Okay. Story wise, so I just should I tell you? Yeah. Is there a difference? Yeah. So the blue the milk blue, is... I heard tasted better, so and okay. it seems more appealing to me. <laughs> That's why I went with blue. In story, and you might be true, might be true about that. In story, the blue milk is what Luke drinks in the very original movie. Uh, at home, his aunt makes it for him. Amperu. Amperu, and uh, which is uh, like apparently like the common milk that people drink in desert planets yeah yeah <laughs> the green milk is from the last jedi is that what comes <gasps> out of that thing yes okay i thought they were i wasn't sure if both of them came out of the the, the thing that lived by porgs <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so the green milk is i i feel like the green milk is reserved for people who really like the last jedi and okay. and uh and want to drink whatever luke was drinking <laughs> on that island so they're both luke's yeah <laughs> So, but you got the blue milk. Yeah, I can't yeah. even tell you what flavor it was. It was an interesting, fresh-tasting, smoothie-ish drink. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I would get it I again. Think I, I think I heard it's plant-based, or like there's no milk. There's no milk in the blue milk. It's like <laughs> soy-based or it plant-based was, sure or something. Yeah, like it wasn't that. as creamy as you would think. Yeah, it was I don't more think there's icy, any milk in the blue milk. More of an icy smoothie, yeah. but it was refreshing. It was a fun experience. Mm-hmm. It's not something I would like run to and say, "Oh, I got it." It's not like a Dole Whip. It's not, it's not like getting butter a churro. Beer? Yeah. Butterbeer? Oh, even butterbeer. Are you talking about from the Harry Potter? Like, like, yeah. Book? Yeah, that was a one-time thing. It was so sweet. Oh, uh, okay. okay <laughs> it's okay. one of those things where you have to try it. You, have you to can try. get uh, alcohol put into it. You know that? Into the blue milk? No, into the butterbeer. Butterbeer. Did not know that. Oh, hey, that may have to be an experience <laughs> for another day. <laughs> um, and then uh, my one of my favorite parts... Uh, is uh, I got to buy a Coke bottle that was a thermal detonator. Uh, so that's not really dining, but the beverage, I guess. But uh, obviously the main feature... But even that is themed. Even yeah, just buying oh, yeah. a little bottle of Coke, you feel like you're part of something yeah. special. But the main feature, I think for a lot of people in Galaxy's Edge, is uh, Oga's Cantina, uh, where uh, you can, the, the very first time, you can buy alcohol at Disneyland. Um, I was in that cantina at about 10 a.m. And my wife said, like, you cannot get an alcoholic <laughs> drink right o'clock. now. <laughs> so uh, I got a non-alcoholic drink. Um, but I wrote down some of the names of some of these drinks. I'm glad they had non-alcoholic options, too. So yeah, that for way, sure. The kids could get something. Yeah. Uh, so there's the Jedi Mind Trick mm. is an alcoholic one. There's Great a name. Jet Juice. There's the Fuzzy Tauntaun. Um, there's uh, the Tauntaun. Tonneray White, which is a white wine, which is the the beverage that uh, Padme ordered in, oh, okay. in the book. Uh, in okay. this book, um, there's the Gold Squadron Lager, which I assume is like a light beer. Uh, there's a White Wampa Ale. Hmm. Uh, 
the you can get a beer flight that's made of rancor teeth did you see that i saw that i that if i was gonna buy something that had came with a collector's item it would be that one yeah can you sure. take it home with you yeah, yeah. it's a souvenir oh, cool. so you can take home the the board that the flight is made of and it's got like Raincore teeth built into it. Can you take it. those teeth? Oh, it's oh, built yeah. into it. Built into nice. it. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Okay. Um, and then there's a, a couple. I got the Hyperdrive, which was like a it was a non-alcoholic drink, and it was uh, like a Sprite mm-hmm. and uh, like a punch, like fruit punch kind of thing. Uh, so they have a, a wide variety of, of drinks that you can get. Um, so what drink did you get, Chris? I got, it was the Skyhopper. Okay. Did yeah, have, yeah. Was there more to that name? I don't remember. I think it, yeah. I, um, it I think there's the name of the, the model, but yeah. 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 Skyhopper something. And it was yummy. It was, <laughs> it was green. It was good. Uh, it was just a fun little drink. I actually would get that one again. I'd get that again before I got more blue milk. Um, <laughs> uh, my daughter got... The, it, I forget the name of it, but it had little, it had like uh, CO2 at the bottom. Or the like Carbon dry, Freeze. Carbon Freeze. That, yes. that was the name of it. That was it. Carbon Freeze. It had my, my mom got that one. Dry ice puck at the bottom. Mm-hmm. It was a cool glass and cool. all bubbly. Little, they were like boba, but not boba. Because I don't, I don't like boba drinks, but these little pearls that were in there were pretty tasty. They're kind of like little candies that popped up. So I've ordered that one. It was, it was really good. Sounds I'd order that really one good. again. Yeah. So is there is there a, a drink that that caught your attention, Mark? That one sounds awesome. It uh, just looks cool too. But yeah, yeah, it gets your eye. You see someone else. Oh, what did they order? Oh, we'll have one of those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like blue milk sounds awesome. Like I know it's like not as good as everyone thinks it might be, but I can't wait to try some. Yeah. Did you? Why, why didn't you get some? It just didn't quite get around I, to it. Yeah, I got the hyperdrive. But the blue milk, though. Oh, the blue milk. milk. So yeah. they have, you can get it in the cantina. Yeah. Uh, but they also have like a stand uh, as well. And like, I was going to get it right when we got in, but I got in line for the uh, cantina itself. Oh, and so okay. in order to get, make a reservation and then my family just kind of on the move and with, with my daughter is just kind of hard Things to, happen. yeah. So it just ne- never got around to it. And like, I was, uh, I was, sounds weird, but I was pumped to get my thermal detonator coke bottle oh, that's so. cool <laughs> do they offer food because most bars have like a grill you know do they yeah, have, any food they have like just drinks only they have like little bar snacks like french fries and stuff no, no. like it's I it's themed even uh, it's not even like you would imagine it would be like a normal bar with like pretzels and stuff yeah but it's themed and i don't really remember what exactly they were but it wasn't it wasn't the most appetizing to us at least oh wow okay yeah it wasn't did you get to sit down? We were at the bar. We we had a reservation at 11 p.m., not <laughs> wow. 10 a.m. So we did Disneyland all day, and then this was our last thing. And there, we didn't even get a seat. Even with the reservation, it was like, okay, now go, all seven of you go cram up at the bar. Like, oh, what? what? So we're just standing around, tired. And yeah. It was, like, oh. it was still a fun experience, but it wasn't a place where I even wanted to order food and because it was not, we weren't. There's not many seats there. It was mostly yeah. standing room. So, yeah, the way they put people in there is they're just trying to jam as many people and as quickly as possible. Uh, and so um, you kind of, it's kind of a free-for-all as far mm-hmm. as if you stand at the bar or if you get a table. We were fortunate enough to get a little booth, nice. um, which is cool. The, uh, and you're, the way the seats are is you're kind of with other people as well. You don't get your own personal table. Okay, okay. Um, so... Um, 
the people next to us got the Rancor uh, nice. beer play, which was cool. So I was, I was looking at that a lot. Um, but yeah, so uh, the table was really cool. There's like lights built into it and stuff. And um, yeah, so that was that was uh, great. Um, what did you think of like the vibe and the look of the bar? This is so for your dad. Like this is what I was saying. It doesn't matter. It didn't matter that it wasn't the cantina, the cantina, the cantina from Tatooine. It that little robot thing singing was fun mm-hmm. it was a fun vibe it could have been because we were tired and delirious but <laughs> i don't think so because we we're all just there hanging out and it's this loud environment everybody's standing around having a good time and this little robot dj was he a robot or is he a so do you know who that is uh, is that the star tours robot it is, it is. okay yes. i was i thought it looked like him but i don't does he have, is that rex that's rex, rex. get out of here that's rex. it's all coming back it was awesome he was a great dj and there there was just one song i don't know the names they're just whatever songs but there was something it was a song that got everybody going and even the bartender got into it and it was just a song where it was a chant everybody had to yell out hey on beat and so it was just a fun time it was great it didn't matter that wasn't the the iconic song that we were hoping to hear. It was yeah, yeah. still a great time. Um, so let's talk about, there are two rides that are going to be in Galaxy's Edge. There's one that's open currently, which is Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. Uh, and the other is Rise of the Resistance, which is currently not open. But uh, from everything that we've read, it's supposed to be this groundbreaking, mm-hmm. amazing, different, unique experience that you'll that, that's never come to the parks before. Exactly. Um, so... We can't really talk about that one too much, uh, but uh, Chris, what'd you think of the Falcon ride? It was fun. It was so. It was. I, maybe if we went on it like twenty times, I don't know how. At what point it becomes not fun? I don't know. It was this. This first experience was just so exciting. I I honestly wasn't super psyched to be going to Disneyland, but it turned in. To something amazing. It's like we talked about. I wasn't pumped for Star for Galaxy's Edge to even open, or to be there. But now that it's there, I loved it. It was I was overjoyed, and waiting in line the the whole wait, and then the ride itself. It was just every little detail. They give you little little pass like uh, tokens that tell you your job, and even that feels like it's part of it. They're like, hey, this is you. This we need you. You do this, 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 and they just all of it what made you feel like part of something that you've never been part of before <laughs> were you able to sit at the hollow chess table i did like we i was about to like shuffle my family over to get a picture over there but we they they said blue blue team go or let's go now i was like oh i can't go it's too- <laughs> that i was exactly like oh we gotta to go me. guys go <laughs> yeah that's exactly what happened with yeah. me yeah i, I was, was like, like about there was like a family there's Family taking pictures, and I was like up next, and then they're like, "Hey, we gotta go, we gotta go." So yeah, yeah. So, out on that. But that's part of the experience, so <laughs> it was cool. Um, and then the actual ride itself, like, what job did you have? Uh, my son and I were both pilots, so I was actually two pilots at one time. because oh, <laughs> yeah. he was too short to reach everything, so <laughs> we crashed into a lot of things, <laughs> but it was fun. Uh, yeah, I was a gunner. My wife and my mom. Or the pilots. pilots. So I was a gunner. Uh, and that was fun. I, got to, I, I proudly walked off the ride saying, I shot 13 TIE Fighters. There you go. Which, yeah. I mean, is all, I assume, is automated. And, you know, like, yeah. I, there, you don't really have that much control of aim or anything. And it's kind of dependent on the pilot. Like, if, yeah. if you're facing the TIE Fighter, then I'll be able to shoot it. But, but I was certainly proud of 
you would have only got times. five on my ride. <laughs> I, we did. We were running into rocks left and right. <laughs> and it's cool. I like the story behind it. You know, you're you're uh, getting these uh, coaxium, uh, you know, cargo shipments, and uh, so yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, so that's kind of an overview of like the entire Galaxy's Edge, kind of everything that was there. Um, so um, Mark has some questions for us since he hasn't uh, hasn't actually physically been there yet. So what do you got for us, Mark? So um, did you feel like anybody there kind of like recognized how well you did on the smugglers run and was like, you did a tear, like, like any of that stuff that building up how like interactive and, and stuff like that. Did you see that at all? I didn't because, yeah. uh, I I hadn't real I haven't really used the play the Disney Play app at all. So it's all connected to yeah. the phone. Oh, yeah. Okay. So in order to really have the interactivity, you have to be. I think you have to even have to create like a profile on on there as well. But. Got it. Same here. I didn't yeah. even know about the app until we were there, and you needed. I don't know how big the app was, but it wouldn't download without being on Wi-Fi. Oh, so no. I was pretty I was pretty bummed. I was. Uh, hoping it would go it would download so i could see what was going on because there's a lot of things to interact with around the whole park uh, or the whole land yeah uh waiting in line to go on the the smugglers run there was little qr codes that i don't i used my use my phone to look at the qr code and it just gave me some letters or or things and i don't know what they meant so it kind of created this (laughs) This uh, I I know there's something more going on there, but I don't know what yet. Yeah. And not having the app downloaded and ready to go may have had an effect on that. But overall, I I think ju- it just depends on the day. Mm. Because when I was there, there wasn't too much. There were stormtroopers going around, and they would go harass some people. Uh, but we didn't see really any other characters. There, we saw stormtroopers, and that was it. But my brother-in-law went back a couple weeks ago, and he saw Kylo Ren, and he saw just all cruising around, cru- like stuff was going down just randomly. That's so it's cool. all kind of it's really, it just depends. You can't you can't just hang out for five minutes. You have to go back every now and then and see what's shaking down. Yeah, yeah, that was my probably my favorite part uh, of the of being there was that little aspect of interactivity without the app was uh, we, we were in the like resistance area and um, Ray and Chewie were walking around and Ray made like a beeline to our daughter and just talked to her. And it was like you were saying Inspiring. before, it was just, <laughs> I, I, it was amazing. It was That's cool. so cool. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that like you don't need the app for that sort of thing. Uh, which is really cool. And, like, there's supposed to be, like, little, like, unannounced shows with, like, Kylo Ren where he, like, walks out of that big TIE fighter and, like, does, like, a speech to the crowd or something like that. So Yeah, I saw a YouTube video where all the cast members in that area are, like, uber cast members where they have created a whole identity for themselves within the Star Wars universe where they're they're their own characters so yeah. that's why i don't remember seeing name badges but there wasn't i saw one of those cast members that wasn't ray that wasn't kylo ren it wasn't a particular uh character like well-known character but they they were like on their way to go do something else so oh. nothing really went down with that person so I, i'm curious like 
it just depends. I'm curious to see what it would be like to be in a, a magic Disney moment yeah. in that in that land. Yeah. Now, yeah. Would, Chris, would you want to be harassed by a stormtrooper? Yeah, we tried to get harassed. <laughs> my daughter, my seven year old daughter, wanted to get harassed. She's like, Dad, there they are. Let's go stand in front of them. She just would walk and like try to be in front of them and get in their way, hoping <laughs> something would happen. Uh, because we saw earlier, we'd seen them harassing some guy uh, drinking blue milk. And I told them, I was like, oh, they think that guy stole the blue milk. They think that guy stole the milk. They're going to take him to jail. What? The, my kids got all into it. So then later, they're trying to see what, what they would do to them. But all they said was, out of the way, little girl. It was just, <laughs> oh, gotcha. She was super disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that was for me, like you've mentioned, like one of your, like the best moment for you was seeing the Falcon and you got like emotional and everything. Yeah. And for me, it was where the, where the big TIE fighter is. The moment for me was like, cause that was cool. But seeing the stormtroopers like patrolling, uh, like the, the second level and like looking down on you, cool. I was like, Oh my, this is real. I didn't even see anybody on a second. That's crazy. Yeah, like they they were up they were up on this higher level and just kind of watching you. And they had their like like blasters, you know. And it was that that was I wouldn't say frightening or anything, but it was just like wow, this is this is what it would be like next level to be in Star Wars, you know. So, um, Mark, you got any other questions for us? So, I kind of enjoy. Actually, I really enjoy the Disney bathrooms and how mm. each land has their own vibe on the bathrooms. Critter Country bathroom feels different than the Fantasyland bathroom, which feels different than the New Orleans Square bathrooms. So what's the bathroom situation like in Star Wars then? So I only went to one, and it was uh, kind of across from the cantina. Um, but I, <laughs> it was cool. Yeah. Uh, they were pumping some cool Star Wars music into it. Um, it was all, like, distressed and beat up, like, you know, like it existed oh, gotcha. and everything. Yeah, yeah. But the cool part was the actual sink system. It was like this big trough. I don't know. Did you go was to it that stone? One? I'm trying to recall. It, it's gorgeous. All the bathrooms are like gorgeously designed. And, yeah. and you feel like you're in that land when <laughs> yeah. you're in the bathroom. Yeah. They are. And this was it. I was actually I was excited to go to the bathroom as well. Yeah. I didn't I don't I didn't take anything away from it. I didn't like jot down notes on it, but I was like, yep, <laughs> this is a good bathroom. This yeah. is a cool Star Wars bathroom. The one thing was the uh, the there's hand dryers. Uh, there's no paper towels, but the hand dryers normally a hand dryer oh. you put your hands underneath, right, and it yeah. blows on. Yes, yes. These ones are like on the side. What? So it took. I know. I know. It, uh, it took. And they were me a right second. on the sink. Yeah, they were yeah. right there. You didn't have to walk somewhere else to go blow, dry your hands. You're just wash your hands, dry your hands without yeah. moving. But I, it took a, like my family a couple of times to like because a couple of my family members like came out of the bathroom like wagging their, <laughs> wagging their hand, drying their hands because they hadn't dried it because they couldn't figure out the hand dryer. So, uh, so I figured it out. But um, uh, yeah, and again that just shows the ingenuity of uh, and the planning it took to create that uh, that land so yeah anything else so do you feel like you because i know there's a critter country entrance right so yes. do you kind of feel like is there a, a big walk so you kind of can like walk a hundred yards and feel like now i'm entering a different world or is it just like boom all of a sudden i'm in star wars it is well hidden yeah they okay. do a real uh, so there's three entrances Critter Country, Frontierland, and Fantasyland. I only did Frontierland because during the soft opening, there were they only let you go through certain ones. Um, Wait, where's the Fantasyland entrance? Um, where, that's 
they put you through fantasy land. Yeah, okay, yeah. It's right as you come come by the, uh, uh, like, uh, Casey Jr. and stuff like that. Like, by kind of by Thunder Mountain. So okay, I that thought that was the Frontierland entrance. No, I think there's a... There's another there's Frontierland entrance? I am not sure. I went through uh, two different places. Oh, okay. But I don't remember, like... I'll have to look at the map. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't <laughs> remember exactly. But, but they do a good job of making you feel like you're yeah, not... Because yeah, you have to walk away. Yeah, okay. it's like a little kind of corridor that transitions you from, like, where you were to... Uh, On one side, that's where there's, like, the X-Wing. It's There's a corridor, and then, like, oh, there's an X-Wing, and yeah. something else to look at. And then it's, like, uh, you get into the city. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I see. Uh, and, like, on the... Uh, on the Dis- I thought when taking the Disneyland Railroad, because uh, they rerouted it, you know, yeah. I thought you'd be able to kind of see into the land. But the way they turn the train is you're facing the river instead of facing... Uh, uh, Galaxy's Edge, and they do a great job of like shrubbery and just plants and trees and stuff. Well, on from the train, I couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, th- it's really well hidden. It's it, uh, it again feels like you're traveling to another world. Yeah, man, I I'm so excited to go, but I do feel like it's. Do you guys feel like it is an incomplete at this point because the Rise of the Resistance is so special that like, what if there was no Rise of the Resistance? It was just Cantina, Millennium Falcon. The land, would that be good enough, or does it feel like it's missing something? So I've talked about this before. Uh, I do think uh, there's some areas there it can improve on, um, and one of them being uh, there's no real ride or feature for kids. Mm-hmm. And you might be able to speak differently on this with because you had your kids with you, but I feel like, and I mentioned this in a previous episode, but I feel like this land uh, was created for a demographic that is ba- basically 30 to 50-year-old guys, <laughs> um, which, again, I, that's yeah. who I am. So, uh, uh, But I think they're missing uh, some things to, I think, make it even better. Yeah, I felt like my kids had a great time there. They, they enjoyed walking around and looking at all the cool stuff. So I, I don't disagree that it's made for older an older demographic, but it's not Toontown, so it's not yeah. Like, yeah. Toontown exists. They don't. It doesn't. It doesn't need to fill. Does this fill need that niche. a kids ride? I don't. So what do we know about the other ride? Will it be like anyone can go on it? We yeah. The only we thing know. like we really know is that it's supposed to be like groundbreaking and kind of the way that you go on the ride. Right. It's like you start off on one transport and then you get taken to another place <laughs> and then you get and then you, I've heard there's be, no track that it's kind of like yeah. the dancing cars that yeah. Luigi's yeah. but then car. there's a mix of animatronics and live performers like actors so maybe that sounds like a ride that maybe everyone can go on like a pirate yeah well then you're like they they say it can like the climax is a, a interaction with Kylo Ren and if it's anything like the photo op that was intense. Could be scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's not like I don't think there's a height restriction on it. Like I yeah, could, well, and they haven't announced any of that. It, I don't think, it yeah. feels like I, if there were if there's roller coaster aspects to it or drop aspects to it, I imagine would know by yeah. now. So it feels like it'd be like Pirates or Haunted Mansion, where like I could take my infant on this thing. Okay. <laughs> you know, like of course <laughs> they would Kylo Ren. <laughs> yeah, but like 
it'd be terrifying for them. <laughs> but like they could, their body could handle it. You yeah, know, right. where it's like there's no height. If there's no height requirements, then I think they're good. See, then like, like this is the family ride. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't know if it needs the fa- a family ride because the the smugglers run is there is a height restriction, but do you really need it? No, anybody yeah. can be in there. It's just shaky. Like, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. if that other ride's terrifying, then I, you're not going to bring your infant on it most likely anyways. I don't know. <laughs> I did subject my infants to you know Snow White and Pirates. That's pretty scary for infants. But it is. It is. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's necessary that it caters to the whole entire family. Got it. Yeah. Um, any last uh, last questions? No, I mean, uh, you guys just made me really jealous. I haven't gone yet. <laughs> I really, really want to go. Did I have a question for you, Chris? Yes. Did you uh, buy anything while you were there as far as merchandise? I know you I didn't, didn't. No, no, I didn't even buy the Coke bottle. I, when you were at uh, Disneyland proper, uh-huh. well, I guess it is in Disneyland proper, right? But uh, did you buy any Galaxy's Edge merchandise? So, so. I'm wearing a Galaxy Edge hat sure and I have a shirt and everything. Did you no, I typically don't buy for myself anyways. Uh, so occasionally, my kids will get something new, but they don't need anything new. They have a lot of stuff already. And so they were pretty lucky that they don't beg for, for toys or anything. So, no, we usually, we're usually usually pretty lucky and get through Disneyland without really buying anything besides food. We spend our money more on food than toys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, Mark, I've got one more question okay. for you. Out of all of this discussion today, knowing you're not the biggest Star Wars fan, yeah, um, but you certainly are a Disneyland fan. Big time, yes. Um, like, what are you most looking forward to at Galaxy's Edge? Is there something in particular that we talked about or a, a, an experience or a, a thing you want to see the most? Like, uh, or just, just to take it all in? Just, I think, to take it all in. Like, once I'm actually on the Millennium Falcon ride, I don't think I'll be too impressed by it. But I, I totally want to see that animatronic guy. And I want to go through the line, and I want to see the Millennium Falcon. And I don't drink alcohol, so, like, the getting a drink at Disneyland, like, that won't do anything for me. But I want to be in the cantina, and I want to see that DJ play. So it's just being there is, is what I like. And like I've said before, I like new things. And this is a whole new land. And so... I almost think it could be anything, and I'd be jacked up for it. Not Star Wars. It could be a new IP. It could be Indiana Jones Land. It could be whatever. Just a new thing in Disneyland I've never done before. That in itself is thrilling to me. Cool. And it is their biggest land expansion yeah. ever, 14 acres, which is yeah. crazy. So. And I can't wait for the Rise of Resistance because they keep saying you've never done something like this before. It's a totally revolutionary ride, and that makes me so anxious and Excited to do it. I can't wait to do Opening that. January 17th. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> oh, might have to re-up the annual. Yeah, that's what, that was going to be my kind of last question. Does, does the presence of Star Wars, the Galaxy's Edge, all this stuff, does that make you want to either re-up or get back your annual pass, anything like that? I'm tempted to see if you guys are interested and be like, we call in sick one day and just like as adults go and just tell my kids <laughs> Leave the families behind exactly because I know I couldn't take my four kids and my wife like we we couldn't really do it the way I'd want to do it but if I was just by myself um, I don't know I think I'd I almost want to experience it by myself first so I can just really get into the I can spend time looking at the animatronics and just 
get deep into it. So when I go back with my family, I'm not bummed. I'm like, I want to do this. I want to do that. But I can't because you guys are here. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of what I want to do. I don't know. If it'll yeah, that was, that was the big thing for me with, yeah. with going during the soft opening. Yeah. We had the four-hour window. Yeah. And with my family and, and my daughter being so young, she was kind of done. She was yeah. kind of ready for lunch. And, sure. Um, and uh, so I only got about three hours in there and i'd mm-hmm. like to do more exploring for sure so. exactly yeah yeah cool so that is our uh, discussion on star wars galaxy's edge the newest addition to disneyland park um any last thoughts chris as we wrap up our episode today oh final thoughts um yeah i don't know i did i didn't mention this to you guys earlier but uh last sunday i met an imagineer and he, he he's currently working on some Mickey and Minnie ride. He was going to the the, the train co- one, the wacky in train one. It, well, he's not. He was flying to Florida. Okay. Oh. So it's some, well, it is opening there first. So it's right. the same thing going. It's the on. same ride. Yeah. I didn't know anything about it. He just told he told me I'll oh, working on Mickey and Minnie. And so I was kind of picking his ear a little bit. What like do you only just work on one project at a time? Do you work on multiple? He's like usually one, but some occasionally a cup like two or three like depends on what the scale of the project is and we were talking about all the stuff we're talking about right now and he was asking me he's like oh so what did you what did you think and i told him what i told you guys that millennium falcon smugglers run great time he's like that that ride is meh and it's awesome he said this new the next ride is he's like i can't tell you everything that i know about it but he says it's gonna blow your mind See, that's what everyone and says so, <laughs> to hear this from an imagineer's mouth i was i it really makes me want to go back <laughs> next year so yes. i'll probably we'll probably be talking again next year yes. about yes. the experience we'll, have, we'll do this. another episode episode when we uh when we've all have been and yes. uh yes, we can so go I'd on to come back resistance. after we've all done this because <laughs> i know when that comes just hearing that I had, I'd heard, oh, it's this new trackless thing. But then the way he said, like, told me that, I, I was in. I've sold. They got, my, they got my money again. Yeah. Yes, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, Chris, uh, thank you again for yeah, uh, man, coming on you. the show. Oh, thanks for having me. It was uh, my pleasure. All right, Mark. So uh, as we wrap up our uh, episode today, uh, thank you again. All right, man. Can't wait for the next one.